Hey, Julie. Hey, Tony. So I, this is episode 12, and I wanted to be hilarious and in pure ADHD fashion, seconds before I hit record, I thought, I will Google fun facts about the number 12. And then I found uh, 22 fun facts about the number 12, but now all of a sudden I'm looking at them and they don't really seem that fun, but they're, it is the Christmas season. So what do you think of when you think of 12 around the Christmas season? I'm curious. I think my brain goes to 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. I think that is the correct answer. Yeah. But so then I, yeah, but then I feel bad because I know before I hit record, we were just jumping on here and I was, tell me what you heard me say. Cause I didn't even realize I said it out loud. So Tony's going through his 22 facts. <laughs> Fun facts yeah. about the number 12. He's like, these aren't even good. Well, he's, what did you say? You're just like, nah, nah, nah. And then you're like, Jesus's 12 disciples. These aren't even good. <laughs> I know. And that's why. Here's why. Because you're right. You're I'm Jesus reading these. hater? I love Jesus. That's, you're talking about my older brother. I mean, I, I love this guy. I really do. Um, but I just after you I just read that one disciples. in my head. No, I loved mm-hmm. him. I do. There was one, though, a little sketchy. He was. We there were some narcissistic tendencies that you might have seen. Oh, I, I mean, did. Jesus couldn't, but you did. Just kidding. I guess Jesus kind of did. Let's not. Go oh, I'm that. sure he did. Okay. Okay. He knew. So, but, yeah. but it's funny because when I was reading through them, I was I was doing in typical ADHD fashion seconds before we went on to have a topic that then I was already going to surprise you with a story about which you don't even know, which is funny. Then I, I think about this and now I'm like, and it says in numerology, 12 is associated with nurturing and creative energy. I thought that was cool. But immediately then I was in uh, 12 represented the divine authority and power of the gods in ancient Greece. The famous 12 days of Christmas song celebrates the joys and festivities of the holiday season. The 12 disciples were chosen by Jesus. And so I, I saw that. And then honestly, I was saying that's dumb because all these are really cool. That's dumb. I know. And I did, but it was like, it didn't mean that part, but it was really, it was about the famous 12 days of Christmas song celebrates the joys and festivities of the holiday season. I felt like all these others were cool facts about 12. And then here's one that it says, here's a song. It's fun. It doesn't have anything to do with 12. And so then I did say that. I feel bad because then you just asked me to start this episode. What do I think of when I think of the number 12 around Christmas? And I said, oh, Here's a song. <laughs> <laughs> but but to but to be fair, I did say that that was the correct answer because I also think of that. But then I thought that this website could give me a little more. F- that's not a very fun fact. That no, it's just here it no. is. Um, call it a fun fact by any no, means. No. And that, yeah. here, here's one um, that is, sounds like a hoot. The 12th element in the periodic table is magnesium known for its lightness and reactivity. That's for the College of the Nerds we talked about on one of our <laughs> episodes. That's not for this college. No, no. Magnesium, but then, okay. you're killing me. <laughs> but the number 12 does hold religious significance in Christianity with 12 apostles chosen by Jesus. So then it got real, and that's nice. Many ancient civilizations use the duodecimal number system based on 12 instead of our modern decimal system. I'm, I got bored halfway through my own sentence there. So welcome to episode 12, Julie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. Uh, all right. So now let me get to the hilarious other way to start this episode. Here's a little, uh, here's a little ironic story for you. Okay. I'm only chuckling because I feel like people that are truly hilarious, they don't need to say that they're hilarious. And we, and I start noticing that we say we're hilarious and that we're really funny. And it's made me start. Do we really? That means you're not. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize that we did. But by the time the listener hears this, that part maybe will be edited out. So now it will sound like we're talking about other people. Yeah. Okay. So there was a, there was a man who absolutely detested public speaking. I thought this was a funny story because you are literally a public speaker for a living, but he detested public speaking so much that he joined a fear of public speaking support group because there are a lot of different support groups and I ran a support group or two in my day. So I could absolutely see this being a thing. 
Over time, he conquered his fear so effectively that then he was asked to start giving inspirational talks about overcoming the fear, especially of public speaking. Uh, The main title of his most successful talk was How to Avoid Public Speaking. The irony? Then he became a sought-after public speaker to talk about how to avoid public speaking and how to avoid being afraid of public speaking if you have to. So it's kind of like being afraid of heights and then accidentally becoming a skydiving instructor. And I just thought that that was really ironic. And then, so speaking of irony, we were kicking around a bunch of ideas a while ago. And I, I remember, did I, didn't you send me a copy of your book one time, Broccoli Punzel? I mean, at some point we first, I think so. I think that's what we did. The first episode, the way you found out about me is I, I, gave a review on the virtual couch and it showed up as ICU podcast. And then you yep. looked at me and you're like, you're an author. And yep. it was the first version of Broccoli Punzel. Okay. So now putting all the pieces together, it turns out the irony, see what I did there? I did. Of your book was what, Julie? Take it from here. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> so quick recap okay. of how this little baby, if you're watching YouTube, this little baby came to be. I'm a, I'm 19. I'm 19. I'm 19. I'm on a date with a guy at the time. Yeah. I'm not 19 right now. (laughs) 19. And I'm on a date with a guy. I'm at college. We're walking home and he asks, he's like, tell me a story, which is a weird question on a date. I feel like, but, and we had a long walk home. So I was like, okay. And so I just started, you know, very like once upon a time there was a princess but then me, a little more creative than that, I was like, oh, and I was like, she had broccoli for hair. She didn't have normal hair. She had broccoli growing out of her head. And I go on to tell this story to my date, and he thought it was so great, but he also wanted a second date. So we're not sure how great it really was. <laughs> but what I did then is I was going to school for elementary education at the time, and I needed to submit a final project to my children's literature class. And it needed to be okay. an original story that teaches a moral. And he like my date thought it was so great that I, I like started putting two and two together. Right. Cause I hated doing homework. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to go home and type this up. So that's what I did. I went home. I typed up this story of broccoli Punzel, a princess with broccoli for hair. And then like four hours before this is due, I look at the requirements for the assignment and I realize I need illustrations. Oh, wow. And I'm like, Oh my God. I know. I know. Right. And, uh, <laughs> okay. But like, I love, I like love this, this though. College, so why yeah. do I need to, whatever, it's fine, it's fine. But I love that it's the last it? minute, last minute you realize, I mean, because it's oh, kind of getting yeah. to our point today, right? Where I think some would say, <laughs> well, didn't you read that at the beginning when you got your assignment? It's like, oh, that's adorable. Probably. I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. We'll never know. But it's okay, because this is what's so great that happens. So I'm like, oh, money, I know what to do. So I Google, so I just Google some like high quality clip art, right? Uh-huh. And this is actually upstairs. I wish I had it with me now, but I find this green leafy thing that looks like broccoli. And I just like paste that sucker on the pages with like, there's a clock on one and a wand on another. And anyways, but I just paste clip art and I just turn it in. Okay. Well, I get it back a couple weeks later and I got an A minus, which sounds like a good grade, but at this point I'm very confident in this story and that I have just. So how dare they? How dare they? So yeah. my date, actually, he's friends with a bunch of the girls in my apartment. And so he comes, he's over at my place around when I get this. And I like kind of shove it in his hands. I'm like, I got an A minus. You said it was good. It wasn't that good. And he starts leafing through. Have I told you know this story? I don't know if I remember it. You're in for a treat. So he starts leafing <sighs> through the pages 
And he's just like, oh, oof. Mm. <sighs> I'm like, what? He's like, so I think I know why you got an A minus. I'm like, why? And he's like, that green leafy thing over, that's not broccoli. That's a marijuana leaf. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. I think I do know this story. Okay. And it turns out you did not know. And you look like a big old no. pothead at that time. Yeah. I Is that like, what it looked I, like? I mean, like. I, I guess. I don't feel like I come across – I mean, I do have a backwards You do not. Now, so who knows? But yes. But I don't think I come across as a pod. But no. Also, he was from like an inner city. I'm from Little Utah. We're at BYU, a Christian private university. Yes. Anyways, and so uh, I still have that original copy upstairs. But that's how broccoli – that's the origin story, which is not like what you would think. But I wrote oh. it when I was 19. And then as the years went on, I actually married that guy. That's crazy. And the book, like – he thought it was really cool and important. And I just was like, okay. And so I'd read it to like nieces and nephews. And he even got it put into a book for me, which was really kind. And then when I went to, when I got a a meeting with my publisher to talk about ICU, I like pulled out my book and I was like, so what do you think about publishing this? And they were, you know, they were nice, but just kind of like, just like, pushed to the really? side and they wanted me to write I see you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well then I write I see you and I guess that did good enough that <laughs> two years later, oh. they a year and a half later, I don't know, it was like a year later, I was like, remember this? And they were like, okay, but we gotta get another illustrator. I was like, that's fine. That's it's all good. And yeah. so and I I wanted to change it and make it better, more of a backstory, more meaningful, more I see you, kind of integrate those a little more. But it's still the basic original story. So then in April of 2022 we have Broccoli Punzel, a girl with extraordinary hair. And it's been cool. I was worried as a public speaker because I speak to adults. I was uh-huh. worried that me then publishing a children's book would be like not niche enough. Like, wait, what do you do? Why are you writing a children's book now? But what's been cool is to see like CEOs and parks and rec directors and superintendents and principals. It's been cool to see how much they buy it at my when I'm at a conference. And it's like, oh, because they're parents and grandparents that they're like, uh-huh. I want ICU for me. And I want this book for my kids or my grandkids. Like, it's been pretty cool. I've been surprised that it's it's been awesome. Been an awesome partner just in everything I do. This children's book that mm-hmm. just I wouldn't have I wouldn't have seen ahead of time. So I was wondering today. I I on purpose haven't told you a lot of the contents of this story. So, but speaking of irony, for maybe listeners to understand the irony of this story and where we're going and yeah. the implications with ADHD, is it okay if I just kind of start reading it and yeah, we'll start and analyzing we'll it? Yeah, yeah. And we'll see. And we may need to do this in in two episodes we've talked about because I think we're going to find some good stuff. So I have a feeling you're going to point out things I haven't even heard before. So I'm just going with it. Okay. Should I hold it up in case they're watching? (laughs) It's a really good, I think it looks really nice. Immediately, yes. Oh, I love the illustration. I know, I do too. I love this illustrator. I know. Okay. Broccoli Punzel, A Girl with Extraordinary Hair. Written by Julie Lee, illustrated by Pascal LaFond. Broccoli Punzel was unusually kind. Her hair was unusually green. And this left her feeling unusually worried. Where most grew locks. Wait, where where do you want me to jump in, right? Because you're right. This is going to be a blast. Okay, so so unusually kind. So she probably grew Mm -hmm. up with, uh, she has that rejection sensitivity or anticipatory Mm -hmm. rejection. So she wants to make sure and, and make sure she's not doing anything wrong because she's worried about her fear of rejection. And then what was the next line that you read after kind? She's unusually kind. Her hair was unusually green. Okay. And this left her feeling unusually worried. Okay. So we got that. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of that anticipatory rejection because of how much she stood out. 
Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So we're already laying the groundwork for, yep. does she have ADHD? We'll see. <laughs> well, what's okay. interesting. Okay. I am going to keep reading, but yeah. this book, I, when I did start presenting with it at elementary schools and things, I was like, oh my gosh, <clears throat> like it was a big moment for me to realize like, this is me about my, yeah. but then I would have worded it as this was like an omen for my susceptibility to anxiety and depression that I hated so much in myself that then I was able to use to help other people. But yeah, now we're like, we're like on act three of like <laughs> more niched in of what actually this story is about with Julie. Okay. Hey, okay. Well, Julie, before you get even deeper yeah. there, I have to tell you one of the things I think is fascinating is we record, we're recording this one today on a Sunday. Sometimes we record on a Thursday. And so I was, I was thinking about something churchy today. And we've already talked about our older brother, Jesus. I'm a big fan of, I, I was having somebody hearing people almost argue about just the interpretation of a scriptural package, uh, interpretation of a scriptural verse. I don't know where package came from. Okay. But but what I thought was interesting was they were both arguing about it, and but they both had their own interpretation of it. And then I ended up uh, talking with a friend of mine about, I, I'm obsessed with this concept of everything becomes this muse. You know, and that is the beauty of things like parables, is that every time you go back and listen, it means something different, which I believe is a lot of what things like scripture are. But yet then we don't allow that same experience to happen from something like your children's book. Or I'll have people that will even say they go back and they listen to a podcast and then it's something different the next time or you watch a movie and the second time wow i didn't pick up on these things and i think just being aware of that is just that's the way that life works is that depending on where you're at at a particular time that whatever you're you're reading whatever you're watching whatever you're hearing it's gonna it's gonna sound different or it's gonna have on have a different meaning because it's just a it's just a mute it's a thing a vehicle for you to now interact with to help you recognize things about yourself. And I think that's one of the most difficult things from my chair is to see people tell somebody else, no, that's wrong. Well, it's what I'm experiencing though. It's what I'm picking up from it. So I might hear broccoli punzel and immediately zone into ADHD and anticipatory rejection. And I can imagine this is what her experience was. And somebody else, if they tell me, no, that isn't it. I think it was this. Well, just get rid of the no. It can be, a, oh, interesting. Here's what I think it was. And now we're having a shared experience versus the immature response of, well, if you have a different opinion, then you think that I'm wrong. Um, we can both have our own opinions. So I think that's exciting. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Are we so, I so do. Now I'm pumped. Okay. Okay. Where most grew locks and curls, the princess grew broccoli. As hard as she tried, Broccoli Punzel could not hide the fact that she was extraordinary. Okay. She couldn't hide the fact. So the extraordinary was the broccoli coming out of her hair? Or out of her head. So but what's interesting is, is extraordinary. Exactly. Right? But uh, yes. She can't, but she she wants to hide it. But she, but as the narrator, it's it's they're calling it for what it is, right? Like that's an what, extraordinary thing. Growing up, what I love your uh, head. And I love if you're a parent, how many times you try to tell your kid something that they did It's like, no, that's cool. No, for real. This is a you'll be happy about this someday. As an adult. Yep. Yeah, but the kid doesn't think that. As a matter of fact, my mm-hmm. daughter Alex has, uh, which is so funny that I, I don't know where she got this recessive gene, but she has incredibly thick hair. And I got, I think she was very, she grew tired of me saying, Al, you're going to love it someday because she hated it. Well, now that she's older, I think she digs it. And, but it's funny to think that as a parent, sometimes you're saying, trust me as a guy that has no hair, you would wish that you had thick hair. Um, (laughs) But Broccoli Punzel's just going through life as her at that point. Her life, her experience, her biological birth order, all the things. All this stuff. Okay. The princess dreaded leaving the castle. The villagers looked, pointed, and whispered in her direction. She was sure they were talking about her and her head of broccoli. 
Rejection sensitivity, right? Yeah, and making it about me. Mm-hmm. Broccoli Punzel couldn't go anywhere without someone staring at her. When she did leave the castle gates, she looked at her feet as she walked and put her hands tightly over her ears. She didn't want to hear or see what the villagers might do. At 13 years old, this was her life outside of the castle. Sometimes she cried. She knew she was lucky to be a princess and have so many nice things, but what she really wanted was to feel normal. Oh, and then even the, the, what do we talk about it? And we were talking about ADHD 2.0, the book. We want to do an episode or two talking about that one. And, and, you know, we've talked about the right kind of difficult, but just this sort of paradoxes and where somebody can, or she's great. I'm grateful I'm a princess, but I really don't like my hair. And it's hard to like welcome both of those experiences to come along with you on your journey. Yeah, that's hard. I love it. I hate broccoli. She sighed to her. Oh, sorry. She sighed. I should know my own book. (laughs) I hate broccoli. She sighed to herself as she detangled her hair one evening. I hate my hair. Bang. Broccoli Punzel jumped. She turned and saw a woman in a floppy purple hat climbing through the window. Her ears were enormous. Broccoli Punzel threw her hands over her head, trying to hide her green mess. I wish you could have met your fairy godmother under different circumstances, the woman said, brushing leaves off her skirt, perhaps in preparation for a ball. She raised her eyebrows and smiled at the girl. Broccoli Punzel's eyes got big. I have a fairy godmother? Of course you do, and it's me. Call me Flora, dear, said Flora. Can you want to say about that? Or keep well, going? I feel like I could jump in and say lots of things, but then I'm going to save them because I want to hear more of the story. But I do think, did she just um, have a dissociative episode and she needed somebody else to give her the <laughs> external validation that she was okay? Or, you know, did she really require a fairy godmother? And that's fine. And maybe it's a hallucination. <laughs> yeah, but if it's a hallucination, yeah. though, to give her validation, then then I welcome that hallucination. <laughs> I yeah. know you do. Instead, instead okay. of needing it as a from an external source. Yeah. Yes. Okay, here we go. Your happiness is my business. I heard you crying last night. Flora stepped toward the girl. What's wrong, Broccoli Punzel? I have to say real quick, so with leaders, I actually decipher this. I like analyze this book a little bit with them. We talk about leadership skills. And this phrase, your happiness is my business, I call out and I say, actually, that is what the godmother said. And I wrote that and that's fine. That's where she was at. But your people's happiness is actually not your business. I love it, Julie. I was already thinking that. (laughs) Connection is our business because we can't force anyone to be happy, including ourselves sometimes. What your business is as the leader is connection. That's what you have control over is trying to connect. Their happiness is not your business. So before you said anything, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I know, I know. Oh, because you knew. That's funny because I was going to say, oh, and I was honestly having a moment myself of just thinking, gosh, I wonder how many fairy tales one could go through and then psychoanalyze the negative messages because you'll hear the, these broad strokes of the the disney messages say the princess must be saved by the prince all those things and right. i typically will just say oh okay whatever but then but then i know that that isn't just an oh whatever that kids internalize uh, stories and situations and so this is really interesting to to listen through that lens so i love that you break that down with the executives that's kind of fun yeah What's wrong, Broccoli Punzel? The princess slowly brought her arms down, exposing her hair. She pointed to a stiff lock. Look at it. It's a vegetable. Flora examined a floret with her fingers. I see. Everyone stares at me when I leave the castle. They talk about me. I know they do, said the girl. Flora nodded. 
I think I understand. I was once 13. My ears have always been a bit oversized for my head. She looked out the window as if watching a memory. My mother had to special order my hats. I begged her to use her magic to shrink my ears, but she wanted me to try something different instead. Flora smiled and turned back to the princess. I want you to try it too. <laughs> okay, now my mind's going crazy in a good way. <laughs> okay. Because now I'm okay, because now I'm thinking about it. It is funny because I was thinking, okay, at some point it is nice. Little kids want to hear that, hey, I know what you're going through, champ. But I think you and I have talked before about, but then when you become an adult, you it doesn't really feel that satisfying to have somebody say it because literally nobody can know what you're going through. So then it actually right. ends up sounding invalidating. But I feel like that that shift happens somewhere in your teenage years. So when you're a kid and she says, yeah, my I have big ears as an adult, you want to say, Seriously, you're comparing your big ears to my broccoli hair. Okay, how nice, growing out nice of way my to, scalp and molding. exactly, yeah. I love the way you just made it about you, you know. But then, as a kid, I think that a kid that one's it's a little easier to say, "Oh wow, you do." And then I was then my joke brain kicked in, and I was thinking if Broccoli Punzel had said, "Yeah, you do have pretty big ears," and then I feel like the fairy godmother at that point could have said, "Hey, I'm just making a point. You don't have to point them out." I've been going to a lot of therapy to accept these things. <laughs> Yes. Okay, go a little longer. Oh, for sure. Tomorrow, I want you to spend the day outside of the castle. But this time, I want you to take your hands off your ears and look up. No, Broccoli Punzel gasped. They'll stare. They'll talk. Let them stare. Let them talk. Hold your head high and look at the world around you instead of at your feet. When the clock strikes 12 tomorrow night, I'll be back. If you want me to... I'll change your hair to any color and texture of your choice. Broccoli Punzel froze. Oh. Really? Just for one day, you promise? I promise, said Flora. The girl squealed with excitement. She ran to her closet to pick out a hat for tomorrow. Flora quietly slipped a shiny object into the satchel sitting on the table. She climbed out the window, turning sideways to fit her ears through. Good night, princess. <laughs> okay. Now I want to know what happens. I'm not going to say a word. I want to. Pages. Okay. I love these illustrations. They're so Broccoli good. Punzel, Broccoli Punzel couldn't sleep. She had pictured it so many times, a life without broccoli. Now she thought about all the time she'd spent to keep her hair fresh. Every morning she rinsed it in the sink and trimmed mold off the ends. She even slept in the refrigerator once a week just to keep it from wilting. She couldn't <laughs> wait to be rid of broccoli. But could she survive a whole day hearing and seeing the way people reacted? She was worried. Her eyelids grew heavy. Broccoli Punzel drifted off to sleep, dreaming of a life without broccoli. Okay. Now I'm going to feel sad if, if she doesn't. Okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm having a moment. Okay. She's gone through a lot, The this Broccoli Punzel has. I mean, that's a lot of work to do to then try to keep up with something that she doesn't really care for. Having to deal with mold and everybody staring at her. And that's a lot. Sleeping in the, sleeping in the fridge. Once yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's cold. Hey, can I ask you a question? As the author yeah. of this, I re- and I'll one quick minute of context. I had this yes. college class once where we were analyzing some book. And I will never forget the professor was saying that uh, he had a friend who had written a book. And that the people had said to the, to the author, his friend, Hey, I think that you had the character wear a white shirt because it represented this and this. And then his friend, the author said, actually, I just had to choose a color. And I just thought that was so funny. How intentional were you about everything in this book? Were 
you know, things like the, the trip, tripping on. Wording. Yeah, the wording, all the like sleeping in the refrigerator. Was that deeper or was that just like a pretty funny thing that you thought of? That one was a funny thing. There are okay. some things that are deeper in there for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But no, that was just a funny, like quippy. Yeah, I love it. Again, back to, back to the, oh, okay. This is a lot do of fun. We, I know. Do we, we go part stop. two? Do we do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we could okay. even stop. We could even stop and finish today if we want. I don't know what you want to do. Let's do but, it. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Cause you've got a week ahead of you, Julie. As a matter of fact, maybe it'll be fun. Cause the, I think the more the people are starting to listen and people are starting to get to know uh, each of us, you're very kind to take the time to do this today because you have a whole week where you're flying all around the country and doing trainings and speakings. And uh, what is that like for you? And tell me what, how does your ADHD, the awareness, does it change anything about your preparation or as far as like going to these events, you're flying back East, I think, right? I'm going to Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a mess, but also awesome. This is our life. So yeah, I still have some things I need to do for sure. And I'm a little bit overwhelmed, but I'm going to pull it off and kill it. Okay. I love it. Because I Like yesterday, I was, there's so much of what I love about speaking, the prep for just like prepping a Google slide thing I just hate. Yeah. And then I do it and it's not that bad, but it's really hard for me to get motivated. So it's like yesterday I kept feeling frustrated that I wasn't getting it done, but I like wrapped all the Christmas gift. Finally, I just leaned into it and I was like, you know what? If I get a few more of these things done, the pressure's on more and I will do it. So I'm just going to do it. So I went and I wrapped a bunch of Christmas presents that were out. I picked up around, I got some things done. I even packed part of my suitcase, which I don't need for two days. But I was because gonna ask I just you about was packing. in the mode, okay. I just yeah. was in the mode, but now I don't want to go finish packing because it was only the fun thing. I was like, oh, I know the exact outfit I'm going to wear. Great. I, it's new. So I just yeah. put that in the suitcase. I haven't done the other, I haven't done like the boring things like toothbrush, all those things. It's just, that's not fun. So yeah. it's interesting, but it's going to be done. And I'm, okay. I am trying to prepare a little bit more ahead because it turns out I do feel better when I'm a little bit more prepared. So I, I am like, I'm not unprepared. Like I have my Google presentation and I have my thing. But the thing is I have something Monday night, then Tuesday morning, I get up early and fly to Alabama. Wednesday, I give a keynote from 12 to 1.30 and then I fly home, no, 12.30 to 2. And then my flight is at 5 to fly home and I don't get back to Utah till 11 that night. And I have a training in Orem at 9. Oh, so man. it's, it's, I just got to take my vitamins and, but it's, it's mm-hmm. good work. And this is my life of self-employment. Like when you get the good gigs, you take them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting. I'll be like dry for a while. And then I'm like, I make a ton of money in three days, but it's yeah. like insanity. And I'm just kind of at a point in a career where I'm still doing that. Hopefully at some point it'll be a little bit, but I even say hopefully, and I'm like right now as a single gal who only has her kids half the time, it works. It's okay. Oh, I love you it. Know? Yeah. Keeping, keeping and going and doing and instead of yeah. ruminating and beating oneself up. You said something, I know we are going to wrap this up, but you said something and you went past it real quick, but I really liked it. And it was the, you don't want to do the Google slide stuff and then you finally do and it isn't so bad. I'm, I'm having an experience where I have a update to my marriage course that's due and it is due. And I knew eventually I just had to say, here's when it will be out so that I would do it. Uh, and now that I'm doing it, I am, I love it. And I can't do it enough, but it's so funny because I can notice I want to say, gosh, I wish I would have just done this sooner. But then I, everything we talk about, I didn't. So there's some acceptance and now I am doing it. And I think that is one of the most difficult things to try to, to be intentional about with ADHD is, and I think we've been talking about almost on every episode, there's a 
part where it's the, and then we were able to get it done and we put it off and we pulled through. And, and I had one of my clients tell me that they love when we say that, but it gives them so much anxiety. Kind of when we talked with even Mackie last week about that anxiety. And so I do love that there's an acceptance there. And we even accept that sometimes they might not all, you know, all the hits might not be home runs, but that's okay. We're willing to accept that. But I just, I want to figure out how to just bring a little more intention into or intentionality into however to get those things done sooner. And I, I don't know. I think that's the big question for me, at least. Yeah, me too. So (sighs) we should keep like, we should keep on that journey. I'm excited to figure things out. I know I do know lists and routines help me a little Mm -hmm. bit of routine, not insane. Yeah. No, I do like that. Like I always do these two things in the morning or I always do these two things at night. And that, yeah. that really grounds me. And I have not been on top of it lately. And I felt it. I'm just okay. kind of like, what? Like, I need some framework. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay. But this was part one of Rock yes. So We're going to do a part two episode where we analyze the rest of the story and find out what happens uh, okay. the day she decides to leave the castle. Should we do and admittedly, a love note? Okay. Uh, yes. And, well, I was going to say, admittedly, I think that you had sent me a, a, a PDF version or something back in the day. And I need to go find that. Or if you have one handy that you can shoot me over while you're gone and I will break this thing down like nobody's business. Cause now I'm super excited to break down the book. I'm you know. excited and scared. Yeah. Cause maybe you're going to diagnose it as actually, this is actually really bad messaging for yeah, me. Yeah. The next, time, next time I'll jump oh. back in, I'll say, Julie, have you heard of psychopathy? Um, why don't you lay down? <laughs> Let me drive this episode. I won't do that. I it's not going to be good for Christmas sales. I know that. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> wait, wait. wait yeah. Yeah. It sounds great for Christmas. Yeah. And we're big fans of all 12 of the apostles <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything. Right. <laughs> all the things. Yep. We love Jesus. Okay. Yep, yep. Yes, should we do. we do a love note? Yeah. Um, are we doing back and forth or do you have one? Well, I can always make up one. So just yeah, yeah. make it. You can do it too. Just okay. make a couple. It's, uh, I forget what we were talking about. It would be more about what are we talking a about? A little girl who's feeling like broccoli puzzle and doesn't want to leave her own Oh, castle. okay. That one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, dear Penelope, you are just so amazing. And I am incredibly um, proud of even just the fact that you're, you're willing to come out of the castle and, and walk around. And man, I hear you. It does probably feel pretty scary. And it maybe does feel like people are looking at you. And I don't know, maybe they are. Now I want to tell you, Penelope, that if they are there, I want to say all the things they're jealous and they wish they were you. And, but I know it doesn't feel like that all the time, but I am telling you the things that you're going through right now, uh, someday are going to just make you just this incredible person. And as somebody that has a head so large that I can't fit in fitted hats. Now I recognize that there is no gift in having that giant of a watermelon-sized head. But the fact that now I went through enough of those things where I can laugh about it is perhaps the greatest gift that I can have. And so you, now I feel like, and now I'm so worried about your rejection sensitivity penalty. You don't have a watermelon-sized head. Your head's adorable. And so why don't I just hand this back over to my friend, Julie, who will then really make make you feel much better than I do. Penelope. And then I would, and I would make, I would make some fart noise or something like that because my immaturity would kick in. Exactly. Okay. Because you can't handle the silence. I know. Exactly. So yeah, take us home. Penelope, this is just the first half of your story. The second half is coming and it's going to be amazing. Love ADHD. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Julie. (laughs) Okay. My friend, go kill it in Alabama in a good way. I I will for you. I'll murder it. Okay. Okay. I feel like maybe we shouldn't say those things. Go do well. Go murder it. Go <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Hey, see you next right. time. Tell Bye. Bye. Bye, Julie. Bye.